Today is Stewardship Sunday, and uh, we have uh, a passage taken from uh, the epistle of Peter to the church. And uh, here, just uh, two verses, let us uh, focus on these uh, two verses that Peter has given on good stewardship. Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. Whoever speaks must do so as one speaking the very words of God. Whoever serves must do so with the strength that God supplies, so that God may be glorified in all things through Jesus Christ. To him belong the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us join in prayer. Let us pray. So Lord, as we ponder on these words of Peter to the church and to us, we ask that we may be good stewards of the manifold grace of God. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Ling had decided to go on early retirement. He had all his mortgages taken care of, and he was still quite useful, but he decided to go on early retirement. And one day his wife said to him, since you are into retirement, why don't you do the duty of walking the dogs? He said, walking the dogs? No, that is the duty of the children. Then one day his friends asked him, would you like to walk with us for charity? We are going to walk about 15 kilometers across the island and raise funds for the needy. And he said to his friends, no. Walking such a distance would be very stressful for me. Another day, his friends said to him, Why not you walk with us along the beach? We want to comb the beach for litter and help clean the, env the environment. And he says, No, thank you. That will be too hot for me. And on another occasion, his spouse asked him, Would you like to walk with me over to the hospital? Some of our friends are hospitalized and we like to bring good cheer to them. He says, no, that would be very depressing. But one morning, Ling woke up and he found that he could hardly move his legs. For some reasons, he needed to be helped just to get to the toilet. And then Ling was just lying down in bed after that and his prayer was, Lord, if only I could experience the joy of walking once again. Why, I would walk anywhere for you. I will go near, I will go far to bring good cheer, to bring aid, to bring help to the needy or to the lost. But this illustration reminds me of a parable that Jesus talked about called the parable of the talents. And in this parable, there was one individual who was only given one talent, and he thought it unimportant. 
After all, he must have thought with one compared to the other who had five and the other who had two, what is the use? It is inconsequential and he buried it and later it was taken away from him. The lesson here that Jesus talked about was that God expects us to be faithful even with one that we are given. But in our reading this morning, it tells us that we are certainly not a person with one. We are probably people with quite a few talents. Peter reminds us that God has given us out of the manifold grace. There is much. And it tells us that each has received. And the word manifold suggests many or different or varied forms of gifts. So let us be reminded that there are many that probably each one of us would have received. He only mentions two. He said, for example, those who are speaking and those who are serving. But if you go through the New Testament, you would find, for example, in Romans chapter 6, Paul suggested to add to these the gift of prophecy, the gift of teaching, the gift of exhortation, of giving, of leadership, of mercy. And then over in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 8, that there is a gift of wisdom, of knowledge, of faith, of healing, of miracles, discernment, tongues, or interpretation. And later on, in verse 28 onwards, what we call helps, or the other of administration. And also in Ephesians, he suggests that some of us may have the gift of evangelism and another of shepherding, of pastoring. And you may be a small group leader or be active in the WSCS or in the gym ministry, you would have that gift of pastoring. The only question is, have you identified these gifts of ours and are we employing them? What are some of our gifts from the manifold grace of God? Something you may have a passion for, something you are good at. And at this service, I want to remind us that we are looking for ushers, we are looking for sound crew. And if you think that you can fit in, you can just write to this or let our, our worship and music staff or AV staff know. And we will provide you some training and some coaching and hope that uh, you would come along us for this. Some of us may want to go to our website under our DNN and we have what is called SHAPE. And this is a way of discovering our spiritual gifts and talents. SHAPE stands for your spiritual gift, your heart. Some of us have a heart for youth or for children or some of us have a heart for the loss and for missions. Our ability, some of us play the guitar, some of us are good in IT, 
Or some of us are good in writing. Our personality, we may be introverted, extroverted, and our life experiences. And if we put this together, we hope that we can help guide us to find something suitable for service and ministry. Going back to this parable of Jesus, of the talents, let us be reminded that God wants us, whether we are given five, two or one talents, to employ them and surely not to bury them. Because Paul reminds us, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So, to the steward who was given only one, it is not unimportant. Because even if you think that your one gift in the body is that toenail, or you think that your one gift in the body is but a single white hair, there is an important role for you to play, as Paul suggests. Don't bury that. So as stewards, our first duty is to identify and discover our gifts and then to put them into good use. Let's talk about poor stewardship, shall we? I think one of the pictures that Jesus has already suggested in his parable is that a poor steward would be one who buries it, neglects it. It is in disuse. The other is that you use your talent or gift for self-gain or self-glory. For example, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, leaves behind his keys because he is away for travel for the next one year. And when I look at the keys, my, he has the keys to his home in Sentosa Cove. Now, Sentosa Cove is the richest and costliest real estate in Singapore. Some of us, if we have been there, would be amazed at the kind of cars they line up there. And so when I study the keys that he has given me, it has the keys to his home in Sentosa Cove, the key to his Ferrari, the key to his boat that is moored there, and also I'm in charge of taking care of his pets for the next one year. I would be a poor steward if I leave everything in neglect, isn't it? He expects me at least to drive his Ferrari every few days or even to start his boat. Imagine 12 months and nobody goes and drives his Ferrari or to uh, crank up the engine of his boat. He would be very, very angry with me to leave everything in disuse. Or... I can rent the place out for profit. That would be self-glory and self-gain. Not thinking about how my friend would feel when he suddenly discovers that strangers are in his home and they put it up in the social media all the way in the other country and he's seeing that his house is abused in such a way there is damage done to his collection and then it has enriched his next-door neighbours, and now he, I have created enemies for him. Won't that be a poor stewardship of what he has committed 
to me. It is quite like the story that Jesus reveals about uh, the parable of the rich fool. He said that there is this man who has good business acumen. In fact, his farm and his harvest was really a bounty, a windfall. He was so successful, he only thought about enlarging his barns so that he can store his wealth. And he patted himself on the back, saying to himself, you are assured for the rest of your life. You have so much stored out for you. But Jesus, in his parable, said, God that night said to him, You fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you. Jesus added later, So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves but are not rich toward God. This term, demanded of you, being demanded of you that Jesus used in its original was an accounting term. It showed that this man was to be a steward, a steward of his life, a steward of his farm, a steward of his resources. So Jesus said, this man really is a fool, not because he was stupid, or because he was slow, but because he didn't realize that all his life, as he came to the end of his life, his three score and ten, to realize that all his efforts were put in the wrong things. He was bucking up the wrong tree. He was a fool because he thought that he answered to no one but himself, that he was the captain of his life. And therefore, he lived his life in vain. Therefore, he had many regrets. He was a fool because he had been barking up the wrong tree. What about a good steward? And in our reading, the first suggestion of Peter is that a good steward uses the manifold gifts of God to serve one another. That's the first picture. The second picture is that he uses his manifold gifts so that God may be glorified, a life that glorifies God. And so he gives us two examples. He says that a person may be speaking and a person may be serving. May all this speaking be like you are the mouthpiece of God. And may all this serving be like you are the hands and feet of God. That's how Peter suggests for us to be good stewards. Isn't it quite easy? Simply offering what little we have, even if we imagine we have just one good pair of legs, Offer that into God's hands. It is as simple as that. That's how we get started in good stewardship. In my previous church, I had a church member who one day came to me and wanted to be more active in church. 
She, she said that for many years, she was only a pill warmer. She was inactive and not bothered about getting involved. But there was some kind of revival in her life. And so she was very enthusiastic, cornering me and asking, what can I do? What can I do? Well, I suggested to her to think about what gifts she may have. One day she came to me and she said, Pastor, I know what I can do. I can drive. And I thought very little about that suggestion. She said, I can drive and I have a car. So anytime, Pastor, you are doing home visits, you are doing hospital visits, call on me. I will drive you from point to point. Little did I know that as she offered this, it brought up the evangelistic nature in her. It began to service because I could see that as she escorted the pastor, she had a caring and nurturing nature that she could offer. And here was I, a single pastor and a rookie pastor, and I thought about how every time I went on my visits, I had to have the street directory open before me and trying to navigate in my car and looking at which block to turn to to park my car. And uh, it would be so much easier having someone like that accompany me. And then with a car, we developed into team visitations because then we could have four persons visiting and this was the pre-COVID days. So four persons doing a visit was much more fun and we related with one another and shared our observations. And also it helped because this member is a mother, a homemaker. She went through many trials. She went through operations. And as a single pastor, I had very little to offer, especially when we visited nursing mothers. And she had so much of experience to offer, from the type of formula to choose, to how to breastfeed, and how to care for babies going through different illnesses. Wow! Through that, it brought about a wonderful ministry and a powerful ministry. Simply starting by offering what little she thought she had into God's hands and to serve. So for us, what may be our next step in our intentional discipleship journey? What small gift or whatever little you think you may have can you offer to God's hands? Moses was asked by God at the beginning of his ministry, what is that in your hand? And I'm sure Moses thought very little of it. It is only a wooden staff that he had been using to guide his flock in the desert. God said, use that, because with that, God can make a miracle. God could part the Red Sea, and God could lead the slaves out of Egypt. Andrew was asked by Jesus, what is it we have? And Andrew was, I'm sure, very embarrassed to suggest. 
He said, we have a boy here with only five loaves and two fishes. But it is like nothing. He probably felt very embarrassed even to identify this. But in the hands of Jesus, he could perform that miracle of the feeding of 5,000. So can we learn to offer what little we think we have into the service of God. Just lift it up to God and say, here it is, I can use to serve one another, I can use to glorify God. So this morning, as we think about Stewardship Sunday, let's think about how, as Peter has suggested, that we need to be good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Whatever form that we can use them. And each one of us probably has quite a few to begin with. And the first step of stewardship is to identify them and use them. Don't be like the poor steward who comes to the end of his life and realizes that he had his assumptions all wrong. He had been barking up the wrong tree, coming to the end of his life, and all his efforts were futile before the Lord. But be the good steward who use our gifts to serve one another and to glorify God. Let us close in prayer. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we recognize that we come before you as persons with much resources that you have poured into our lives. Teach us to be humble stewards of everything you have given us. We have time, we have energy, we have wisdom. We have experiences in life and much resources that you have entrusted us. Teach us to bring this all before you and consider how we can be found faithful by you, your faithful servants. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.